what I didn't realize until I started working with a financial advisor is what I didn't know. And asking myself and my wife the questions about the future us that we want it to be. And that was a very enlightening conversation. It was a difficult conversation because we'd never faced it before. Welcome to the Life Money Balance Podcast with your host, Dr. Preston Cherry, certified financial planner, financial therapist, and money coach. Life Money Balance lets your life lead your money, where your life and money work concurrently to align, aspire, and achieve your life's design. Through real talk, people, and stories, you'll take away tools, tips, and topics to help you increase your financial wellness and guide you toward financial freedom. All right, let's chop. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Recently, we recorded a live episode of the cast at the WealthManagement.com Edge Conference with a very special guest and dear friend of mine, Mr. Caleb Silver, editor-in-chief at the influential and informative Investopedia platform. Caleb is Emmy-nominated, been on platforms such as CNN Money, Bloomberg, and of course, Investopedia. He's still all over the news. We are fellow Gen Xers like many of you. We are latchkey kids, sandwich generation. So we have a unique set of financial freedom and financial journey topics that we want to talk about. So the question of the day is, what financial advice does Gen X want? So hopefully the topics that we discuss in this episode resonate with you and you have a lot of takeaways that you can apply to your journey. All right, let's chop. Got a special guest with me. Caleb Silver at Investopedia. Caleb, welcome. So good to be here with you, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. We've been talking a lot about latchkey kids, Generation X. They seem to be forgotten. You know, everybody's talking about millennials and baby boomers. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, it's like everybody's skipping over Generation X. Yeah, what about us? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I mean, we're skipped over a lot. And you know the data. It's like money is coming from the boomers and we're supposed to be inheriting. I'm waiting for it. Right. I'm waiting for it, too. But we don't even have to inherit the money. Right now, we are in the thick of things. We are called latchkey kids. We're sandwich generation. And we are telling the advisors, our planners, what we want out of advice. And we hear these terms, retirement. We hear what we want to maximize our life with right now, our lifestyle. We're hearing words like financial freedom. So these are the terms I want to share and help define. So let's start with financial freedom. We were just chopping up about that. What does financial freedom mean to you? Yeah, I think it is the ability to live the life you want to live and be able to afford that life. That's what financial freedom is. The ability to be able to make decisions and not to worry too much about the financial consequences as long as they're within some spectrum that you can afford. I like that. I heard it once told to me by Joe McClain, a great uh, advisor, which is figuring out how much it costs to be you and how much it costs to be the you you want to be and being able to afford to be the you you want to be. That feels like freedom to me, and I love the way he put it. Right, right. And what, what about time? I mean, because we talk about time, flexibility. Yeah. The ability to afford your time also is a freedom of sorts and probably the most powerful freedom of all. The freedom to make the decisions you want to make to live the life you want to live. And really, that is about time in the long run. How can you spend your time? How do you want to spend your time? Whether it's working, continuing to work, or whether that is giving your money through philanthropy, or whether that's starting a small business. That's time and money, and that's where those two things come together. Right. And we can't buy more eternal time, but we can buy freedom of time while we're here on earth. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. 
and having money or those resources to say, this is how I choose to spend my time. Mm -hmm. That's financial freedom. Right. And I have this thing about what your aspiration, what's your aspirational life? Because we figure out what we don't want to do. And that's very key. What don't we want to do? And then that opens the door to what we do want to do because we got to create our life's design. And I think we, you mentioned the word resources, and then we can align our money into how we want to live our lives. Isn't that part of financial freedom too? Absolutely. Yeah. I used to uh, worry about that a lot because I didn't really understand how money worked. I used to think about a finite amount of resources and not being able to do what I want to do because I was going to have to keep working to do this or that and the other. But what I didn't realize until I started working with a financial advisor is what I didn't know. And asking myself and my wife the questions about the future us that we want it to be. And that was a very enlightening conversation. It was a difficult conversation because we'd never faced it before. But I think what a lot of it comes down to, Preston, is, and I had a couple of career resets, when I had a very important one, where I decided that I would focus on the North Star. What is my North Star? Not the job I wanted to do, not the next career for me, but what was my North Star? My North Star for me was using my ability in media and communications to help people. Journalism is a form of doing that, and being the Investopedia editor-in-chief is a form of doing that. But aligning my whole life around that North Star, whether it was what I did for work and got paid to do, or just what I choose to do with my time, using that power of communication to help, that was very powerful for me. And that's what I want to do. That's why I work. And that's why I do the things I do. Besides the fact that I want to make a nice home for my family and make sure my kids are all right. And my parents are okay. That's kind of where I'm headed. with. That's exactly right. So that kind of aligns with what life money balance is all about. When we talk about let your life lead your money and not your money lead your life. There was a time in my life I've shared a lot to where the aspirational life, the aspirations that I have were being blocked because the life wasn't defined. It was just, my life was just being led by lack of direction and money and direction were going in opposite direction. And I felt that and it didn't feel very good. And what I heard you say is, is that, you know, you had an outline. You said, you know, these are the things that I aspire to do and that I can use my money in order to fund these aspirations, whether it be media, family, and these type of things, and it feels better. How did it feel when that alignment occurred? It felt like I was opening up a whole brand new me that I knew was there all along, but couldn't put my finger on it because I started working when I was 12. I had a really, not a great relationship with money growing up as a teenager through some family stuff. Mm -hmm. I wanted to control my own resources. I wanted to be the one who made the, my money. Yeah. I wanted control over that. And I always felt like it was this constant race to get on top of that and make more and get myself to a, a certain place, a certain number. And a lot of that was kind of chasing my friends and seeing what they were doing. But a lot of that was also thinking that that was the game, you know, make as much as I can so I can do these things. And when I started to open it up to well, what's my life about, my life is about doing these things through media and communications to help people, whether I do it professionally or I'm doing it as a charity or a nonprofit or I'm making movies, which I do on the side with my production company. Those are all aligned towards the same thing, but it wasn't, I got off of the, you know, the gerbil wheel, so to speak, of trying to make so much so I could do those things. I made those things a part of what I do and I fit them into my financial life and it's worked for me. They're not necessarily going to work for everybody, but I tell you, I couldn't have done it without having that North Star that was always there for me because everything that I, all the choices I make, if they don't fall in line with aiming towards that North Star, then they're not the right choices for me ultimately. Right. So would you, would you agree or disagree that 
the creating the life aspect directly feeds into the numbers of the money. A hundred percent. Okay. 150%. <laughs> All right. Good. I hope you heard that out there. All right. So let's pivot. You mentioned a financial advisor. So we talk about financial advisor, financial advice, financial planning. So let's talk about Gen X in particular, because we were raised, I think we we're both Gen Xers. Absolutely. All right. So, 70. Right, right, so 79, the last year at Disco. Right. So we, we were to call us the latchkey kids. We, we, we had these characteristics of not trusting very much. We grew up alone. We grew up in front of the TV, MTV. We were just freestyled a minute ago. All right. So we hear a lot that we don't trust very much. So what do we want out of our financial advice? What helps us trust a financial advisor, financial planner? What do we? I think the most important thing is that conversation, that intake conversation. You and I have even talked about yeah, this yeah. to where they're asking questions that I hadn't even thought about. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Investigation. <laughs> I know a lot about these things. <laughs> but sitting there with my wife and having that two-hour conversation about what our actual goals and dreams are, uh, what we thought we needed money for, what was the purpose of money in our life. That was the, I don't know things that I don't even know conversation. And it opened up a lot of doors for me. So of course I want portfolio construction and asset allocation, and I want good returns on my money and I want to keep it safe. I can do a lot of that on my own, mm -hmm. but as you get older and we're Gen Xers, your financial life becomes a lot more complicated, right? Mm -hmm. I have an LLC, I have a production company, I have a few charities that I'm pretty involved with, some nonprofits. I'm concerned about older parents and thinking about how to help, you know, fund what I may need to do in terms of their care going forward. And I have teenage girls that I'm also thinking about all the time as well. So questions like, do you think you're going to have to fund a wedding? It's something mm. I wasn't, my wife and I weren't even thinking about that. Well, mm. that's a $25,000 at least right. expense. You got to put that money aside. Do you think you'll have to care for your parents? And so how much will you have to contribute to that? Well, we hadn't really thought about that or put a number on that. And then the taxes, just through my small businesses and investments and what I do on the normal and my wife, that became very complicated for me. So what do I want for my financial advisor? I want holistic planning. Mm -hmm. I want either the access to resources within the practice to do those other things because I want to keep it all under 110 or I want really good recommendations and I want candor, right? I'm not expecting them to go out and beat the market, but I'm also not expecting them to try to tell me or, or blind me uh, with market statistics and how the market does over time and what's happening in the stock market. I'm well aware of that. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm on plan and I want to make sure I know what my options are. And then I have all these other services available to me. And the way we build trust is by continuing to add things to the practice, to what I pay for and to what they're delivering for me, but then frequent conversations about how it's working. And so far it's been great. Oh, look, I'm the editor of Investopedia and say, you don't even need a financial advisor. You're in all this. No, I didn't know what I needed one until I had one. And now I need him even more than when I started with him four years ago. The LMB podcast is brought to you by Concurrent Financial Planning, a virtual and fee-only firm serving households and business owners nationwide that offers a transformational experience to help you achieve your life aspirations. Learn more by visiting www.concurrentfp.com. Now, here's the show. Because like you said, it's, it's not like all about investment. It's not all about the portfolio. I mean, you mentioned estate planning. You mentioned taxes. You mentioned uh, funding your, your parents. You may need that. So that's long-term care. You don't necessarily have to buy insurance for that, but you do have to fund that. You had to fund your, your, your daughter's wedding. I mean, those are strategies. And you also mentioned wanting to be informed. I mean, so you want to be enlightened. Is that important too, to be educated and say, hey, listen, can you tell me how to do that too? Is that important? 
Yeah, but I don't want to necessarily do the Alex. No, no, you don't want to do that. Yeah, I want to know what's going on. Yeah. I want to know why it's going on. But I don't necessarily need my advisor to be parroting back CNBC or Bloomberg, right, or something they read on the wall. What that to fit you, right? Chances are, I probably read it too, right? Because I'm in this game. I do want them to know what how they're applying what's mm-hmm. going on in the world to our strategies and whether those strategies are about our portfolios or if they're about our tax planning or if they're about our estate planning. I want to know. So you want the tailored to you. Right. I, and I want them to put it in context. And the best advisors do that. And the best advisors are also in practices that do offer holistic planning because I think 20, 30 years ago it was really just about investment advice and putting you in the right funds and finding you the right, you know, picking the right stocks for you. I don't think that game is as important, at least to me, as I thought it was back in the day. I can do that myself or I can just buy index funds and let it ride. But I want the full suite and I want the buffet, what's available, what's not. And I also want to know, you know, my, my advisor works for a pretty big practice where they do offer all these other services. But if they didn't, I know they would send me to the right people that they trust to handle my taxes, for example, or my insurance needs. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you mentioned connection. So asking the right questions. Can you tell when somebody's being inauthentic? Because you said candor. Can you tell when somebody's not being, you know, vulnerable or authentic or actually curious about Caleb and his household, his or her household? Absolutely. I interview people for a living. <laughs> so I know when somebody's locked in and when yeah. somebody's not locked in. So you can totally tell. But he also you can also tell when somebody's trying to offer you a solution, you know they offer to somebody else just like you who's also 52 may have a couple of kids, may be a professional like I am with a complicated financial life. I know what a cookie cutter yeah. answer is yeah. and I know what a tailored, thoughtful answer is. And the answer of, I don't know, but I'll look into it. Yeah, it's perfectly fine with me. I don't necessarily need them to try to make up an answer. I just want them to go learn about it and teach me about it as well. So you know authenticity when you feel it and you know when it's not there too. Yeah. Uh, good answer. I, I appreciate that. All right. Let's close with the term retirement. Everybody's trying to re- redefine this thing. And Oh, I've, I've heard so many things. You have too. So uh, we have even people that we know people that tried to re- rephrase this thing. I'm of the notion that we can keep the term retirement because people, they're familiar with it. But I think we just need to say, uh, let's explain what it is. I think people are just retiring from something that they must do into what they want to do. I think Michael Jordan said that one time when he was walking away from basketball one time. So can we just reimagine what retirement is? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, it used to be pick the number, you know, whether that's 65, 62, 58, 70 years old, and work your way up to it, get everything all the way to that line. And I think that's that doesn't really work anymore. I think retirement is just that. It's the freedom to say, I don't need to earn this income to live the life that I want to live. So I'm going to retire from whatever it was that was providing that and be able to make those choices. I also have heard a lot of people talking about it as reimagining or the re-experience or the, you know, whatever that is. For people that are that have the means to do it, being able to get to that place where you can make that decision, right. where you don't need to report to work for a place, a company necessarily, and work that amount of time unless you want to, mm-hmm. that's freedom and that's retirement. The mm-hmm. ability to say, I think my time is more valuably spent and I get more out of it if I am doing these things in my daily life mm-hmm. and doing what I used to do just to pay the bills. That's a form of retirement as well. But we're living longer. We're getting, you know, we have different experiences that we can apply into our lives. I don't think we need to be fenced in by what I grew up with and what you probably grew up with as retirement. You see it on the golf channel. I'm the new guy, right? Right? Salt and pepper hair, you know, good looking family. Thank God. Um, No dog yet, but 
It's not that I want to just play golf every day, although you know I would. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to have the freedom to make that decision without thinking too much about the financial repercussions of it necessarily. I want to be set up with a plan and with enough means to be able to make those choices to live the life that I want to live and then be, live the life I want to live with my wife and our family so right. we can do what we want. Right. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head about having choice. You can choose what that is and you choose to pivot to the next thing. And it doesn't stop you from being productive. You just choose to do the next best thing. And you know, and even it can be golf. It can be my my dad says, you know, here's something I want to do. I've always wanted to clean the garage over a period of time. He said, you know what? I'm going to go in the garage. I'm going to clean this third of the garage. I'm going to take a nap. Then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to clean the next third of the garage. I'm going to take a nap. You know, or somebody I talked to somebody earlier today. They said, you know what? I've had three peak careers. I put one down and then I started another one. And then I'd put that one down and I started another one. So retirement is just pivots and it doesn't stop you from being productive and energetic in life. Absolutely not. And I think that's great to be able, and you could retire from that one job into the next job and yeah. not necessarily retiring in the classic sense of the word. So I think there's a lot of ways to look at it. And I think the more that advisors can help with that yeah. conversation, again, what does it cost to be you today? What does it cost to be the you you want to be? Yeah. So important when you start thinking about it that way, because then you really start thinking about what is the me I want to be? Yeah. I don't think a lot of people spend time doing that because they're caught up in the grind every day, mm-hmm. climbing the ladder every day, going back after it every single day until they get to that magic number. And guess what? They may get to that magic number and realize that wasn't the right number all along, or yeah. they were chasing the wrong thing all along because a lot of people, and you know them well, yeah. retire and don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking about it as the chance to pivot and start something new, a rebirth. Yeah. I'm going to give you one analogy. I love this one. Okay. The bald eagle lives a very, very long time, yeah. something like 70 or 80 years. When the bald eagle gets to our age, or you're, you're a little bit younger than me, but in their 40s to 50s, mm-hmm. they break off. They usually travel in pairs. They break off on their own, right. usually the males, and they look very mangy. Their feathers don't look good. They're all dirty. Why? Because their beak has grown so much, it's curled around where they can't pick themselves clean. So what does the bald eagle do? It goes off solitarily, sits on the rock, smashes its beak against the rock until it breaks off into a little piece, and it's really sharp, and then it starts plucking its feathers. And it cleans itself perfectly, and then it rises again like the phoenix. A brand new same eagle, but brand new and clean. It's broke off, took the time to regather themselves, clean themselves up, and soar again like an eagle. That's how I want to think about retirement or pivots or those next steps soaring again. Wow. Wow. Okay. One last thing that came across, because we talked about this one thing, which is when you are in a Gen Xer, so we're still living a, a pretty vibrant life. All right. Maximizing our time now and optimizing our future selves later. So current and future self. Can we do both? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the good planning can help you do that. But it, good planning without the vision of what you want to do with yeah. yourself or having that North Star yeah. is only going to get you so far. Well, you could absolutely do that. And I know because I use a financial advisor, we have a plan, we have check-ins, but also I have these conversations with my wife almost every two months. Where are we? How are we doing? Where you're like, we are good for the future. Yeah. What do we want to do now? Because time goes very quickly and we've had a lot. You and I both, we all know everybody that lost friends too early. You're like, hey, we got to do more experience. We have, we have to have more experience. We yeah. got to enjoy this now because we're good later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thank you, Caleb. I appreciate it. Is uh anything you want to leave us with? And also, too, what are you doing now? What can we find you? You can find me at Investopedia.com or all over the socials at Investopedia. I got a podcast that drops every Monday, the Investopedia Express. 
Dr. Preston Cherry will be a guest on that very soon. But also, we're very big into right now, pushing financial literacy into public schools, free financial literacy curriculum. We just joined the Jumpstart Coalition. We put out curriculum to public schools. I'm out there going school to school, yeah. trying to get, make sure teachers have what they need to teach kids about money because we think you, you're never too early to learn. And if you wait too long, you're going to wind up potentially in some financial troubles because you're going to walk out of college probably with debt and it's very challenging out there. So teaching money skills and money and financial literacy to young people is very important to us. And that's where I'm spending a lot of time these days. Oh my goodness, as a financial educator, I couldn't even have said that best. Take your time to talk about money in the home. Thank you, Caleb. I appreciate it. All right, folks, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, like, subscribe to the show. We appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in and chopping it up with me, your host, Dr. Cherry, and our guests on the Life Money Balance Podcast. We hope that this episode helps improve your life and money wellness, where your life leads your money. That's the LNB journey. If you haven't already, we ask that you share, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. These actions help you receive new episodes on your device and other people find this show. We appreciate and answer all your questions and feedback. Please email us at contact at lifemoneybalancepodcast.com. Be sure to follow me across all social media platforms with the handle at drprestoncherry. Thank you. And until we chop again, cheers. The material provided is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as professional financial advice. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of myself unless otherwise specifically cited. The strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. The information expressed does not consider your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Information has been obtained from sources deemed to be reliable, but my firm or I cannot guarantee their accuracy and completeness. Always consult with qualified investment, legal, or tax professionals before taking action. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results.